0: Hello everybody and welcome to another Britain Yankee Craft Beer podcast and today this is our first one for nearly a year where we have been out and about and actually in the same room as the person we're interviewing. Uh, I'm Phil Clark, the Brit. Welcome to the show. Uh, there's a brick wall behind me. Which is fine. Hey, maybe I'll change it to something else. No, it is. It's a real brick wall, folks. Look at that. There we go. It's not a zoom background. Uh, with me in the room is my good chum and co-host for this particular uh, um, edition, Mr. Ken McMullen. Hello, Ken. Hey, Phil. Hey, I like the Glad thing. I like the things behind <laughs> you, like the the yeah. There we go. What are, milk they, cans. what are they? What are they called? Milk cans, I think. Milk uh, cans. (laughs) I wonder why they're called milk cans. Well, I think you've let the cat out of the bag. We might as well introduce our guest for the show. We're down at La Grange in one of the newest breweries in the area. It's Milk Money Brewing, and sitting there looking very nice with his hat, and he's got milk cans behind him, is the head brewer, brewmaster, whatever you want to call him, Eric Pizer.
1: Don't call me names. (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: just don't call just you late. Call me late to dinner yeah.
0: yeah don't call you late for dinner now remember guys we have to look at the camera yeah, that's weird look at, look in front of us because we're looking at people it's really weird we're in a, we're, we're just socially across distancing. The room, like here Phil's yeah. there I can actually be Eric's in person there. Let's, let's enjoy. well it depends on how you look at this but it'll work out now first things first your name has nothing to do with any vaccines for COVID. I it's only Pizer, wish. right? I wish,
1: it's Pfizer. there's no F. I've, uh, my whole <laughs> life I've been one F short of Filthy Rich. So, P-I-Z-E-R and that's me. <laughs> okay, good, well, <laughs> welcome to the
0: show and thanks <laughs> a lot. The last time that we actually sat down and chatted was down at Workforce Brewing where you were hanging out yeah. with uh, with Brandon and Amanda and Ken was there as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. I I, I spent a lot of time just crashing parties over there. I, uh, <laughs> uh, between my time, I was I don't know, we're getting ahead, but you know, no, I, go I, ahead. I was at Rock Bottom and uh, I would schlep my kegs down there. To clean them on his I had a keg washer versus doing it by hand. Uh, so between doing that and then uh, you know, I left Rock Bottom in December and it was this past December. There was a whole year uh, before we before I finally made beer here, so uh, I had a lot of time on my hands in between there, between building out and doing other things, so I, uh, I found myself <laughs> in, in Plainfield quite often.
0: All right, well, you finally uh, have got going, and we'll learn a little bit about that as we uh, get into this. And of course, it wouldn't be a Britain Yankee uh, podcast if we did not have samples. Now, we'll let you into a secret. We had a pre-match bevy, and I'm going to show you mine because... Oh, I look, everybody's got. <laughs> there we go. In these wonderful milk money glasses, this is an English pub ale. This was our pre match bevy, mm, just to loosen up the old larynxes. And very good it is,
1: too, isn't it, Ken?
2: Yes, delicious. Excellent. Right up my alley here. It's
1: always good to hear something like that from anyone with an accent.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh,
0: anyway, our first official beer is one that Eric wanted to uh, showcase. And he has these rather nice looking, are they wine glasses? They're, yeah, they're just little wine sample glasses. They are wine sample glasses, okay. And they've got they've got like a stem on them, so I'm wondering how many of these are going to get broken by
1: people Oh, I come broke in. one the first like three minutes of having them. I was like, oh, look <laughs> at this, and then I threw it on the ground basically. Okay. <laughs> what do we got in it? This is LaGrange lager. Um, Ooh. I kind of leaned into our area and alliteration and all that. Um, it's just a nice you know, adjunct American Lager. It's 4.2%, super crushable, real easy to drink. Adjunct? It's real light. Got, what do you got in there, corn or? Corn and rice. Yeah. So uh, rewind a little bit uh, with some of talk about Brando, and some of my other friends are uh, surrounded by idiots is the little mm-hmm. dumb series of beers we've kind of done here and there. But it, there's eight or nine of us, nine of us, I think, on a big text group. Um, And a couple of them were Brandon and Steve over at Hailstorm and then Brando Wright over at Workforce. And they were both separately working on their light lagers. Uh, Hotel Life at Hailstorm is a corn adjunct lager, and Brando was kind of mimicking old style with his old pile being all rice as as the adjunct. So I felt like I'd be copying if I used either of those, so I used both. so I went hard into it. So it's like 25% corn, 15% rice, and and the rest is mostly six row. So it's a nice, just really simple, um, but it's nice and light. And
0: it is very, very light. Um, oh. Ken, you just made a a pilsner, which I would say was at the other end of the spectrum because yours had a definite bite to it. This is smooth. I think you called it a crusher, Eric. <laughs> I
1: did, because <laughs> that's kind of what happens. It's it's really it's a good one to just have on tap and. Um, I'm actually canning this uh, tomorrow. Wow. Uh, so I'll put some of this into 16 ounce cans and uh, we'll have that available to go. What,
0: what did you say the ABV was? 4.2. 4.2.
1: Wow,
0: doesn't it doesn't. <laughs> I think it tastes like, <laughs> really gorgeous, like a man. 2 or 3 percenter, which is why you can drink a lot of them. This is going to be absolutely fantastic as a starting beer. Or alternatively, one of those ones you can have several of whilst you're mowing the lawn. If we ever absolutely. get to mow the lawn
1: again and get rid of this snow, right? Uh, i mean it's fine for shoveling snow too it's good for taking a break after that
2: <laughs> just, it'll keep cold out there just, yeah i was gonna say don't leave it out just there don't keep, set it down
1: it'll uh keep it'll, it it'll plugged freeze in pretty in quick so it stays warm <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear okay so um great starter let's go back um a while to as i say about a year ago you were hanging out with uh lots of people brandon included when did things start to really shape up for you and you were able to come in through the doors of milk money which i know had been hanging out there for a long time and was one of the victims i guess of uh covid
1: yeah i mean it was a lot of fits and starts uh throughout it um COVID definitely didn't help anything, but just like any new business getting going and, and startup and construction, there was hang up here, hang up there with you know a, a permit for this, a lead time for that. Um, it all just kind of kept going. So starting mid, <clears throat> excuse me, mid-summer, I was here pretty much every day doing some thing. Um, you know, our, our, our seller, like the, the, the fermenters and, and Bright Tank, uh, they got delivered to us last January so they were sitting in storage and then the brew house showed up i think it was june ish uh and that was just sitting out in the middle of the room next to where the kitchen is now and so it was just a lot of other stuff that had to kind of keep going so it was just here helping push things along and 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 get stuff hooked up the right way and and then once uh once everything started to line up, we got the, the, the curb and the floors coated for the brewery area. We moved everything in. I started shuffling stuff around and then hooking this and that up. And, and then all the plumbing happened. And it kind of went fast, even though it took six months. But it, it, it felt like it really went by in a, in a blur. And then you know, next thing I knew, we were brewing the first week of December.
0: When, when did you open your doors? first week of December, <laughs> brewing the Basically, first
1: week. <laughs> yeah. uh, like two weeks after... Um, that first brew. So we opened up, we started doing some to go food because the kitchen was all ready to go. Everything else was, was approved for licensing and all that. Uh, so they started selling to go food that weekend before Christmas. And I got my first beer on tap on the 23rd. Uh, it started with, it was fitting in a whole bunch of different ways. Uh, the beer is called end is the beginning. Uh, it was, uh, it's very similar to a beer I first brewed professionally. And, uh, uh so it kind of made sense to do that this is like you know the beginning is the end and is the beginning all that uh it's also a little riff on if anyone's a fan of the dark tower series from stephen king no spoilers yeah. but spoiler alert uh the very first sentence in the book and the very last sentence in the series is the same oh. uh and i really dug that because i thought it was cool you know, the, have you seen the, the movie the, the movie was awful which was a damn shame because it's it, it, such it, a great... Yeah, oh, he was fantastic, the, but it that's didn't... That's James Bond. Yeah. Nothing else made any sense. He would be a good Bond. <laughs> um, anyhow, uh, we put that one beer on tap, and uh, it was gone. So that was the Wednesday before Christmas, and it was gone by Monday. <laughs> wow. Uh, all crawlers. Wow. Yeah, that's we sold... Cool. Was, I mean, it was fine, but there was only one beer on tap so then i was here on christmas eve adding another beer and then the day after christmas adding another beer Uh, so it was just kind of pressing and pushing and uh yeah people are coming in asking for i need 12 12 12 12 crawlers Uh, so it was unusual um but you know we were caught like it was a year plus in the making the holiday was there there was no reason not to start selling so we, we we did what we could and We've made the most of it. I'm up to you know by the end of this week, I'll have a dozen beers on tap. So we're getting there.
0: Yeah, and they're all pretty darn good. Ken, um, you guys keep looking at each other, and it's yeah, really it's weird. I know well, it's, like, it's very annoying. You're all the way Man, next we'll, to me. we'll get that, it. Yeah. Don't worry. We'll we'll figure it out. I'll, I'll sit back in it. <laughs> I'm not going to talk you. I'm to look at you out the corner of my eye. How, how's that? There we go. <laughs>
2: oh dear. You were going to okay, ask me something there, and I um I was going to ask way. you um what. You were a member of
1: Pale down in Plainfield. Were you a member of Pale, Larry? I was not a member of Pale. I never really joined oh, a homebrew club. I thought um, he was. <laughs> I've been around plenty of Pale guys and some meetings probably. I don't know. Um, I was <laughs> That's because really... we don't get enough sun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, on, you know, the boss homebrew club, the Brewers of South Suburbia, I, uh, I guess right now that would be the club that I'm probably closest with. Mm. Uh, at least most of the guys there. Uh, but the only homebrew club that I ever actually attended meetings with was Hops, Homebrewers Pride of the South Side. Oh, right. Um, where, I mean, there was a bunch of great brewers out of there. Uh, off the top of my head, the, the only pro brewer that I can think of that came out of there was Gary Gully out of Alarmist Brewing. Uh, mm. Mm. That's how I knew Well, I knew him separate from all of this, but that's... Several other stories. <laughs> Several more stories.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we're, we're, we're going to backtrack a little bit to when you first opened. But first, we have to finish up their first beers because you're going to get us another one. We're going to do a three segments. So you're going to focus on three of the beers that they want people to come and drink. We've, we're actually going to do four because we already did this one. <laughs> All right. Back in a sec. Okay. You there? Okay there, Ken? All yeah. Right. Cheers. Yeah. All right. I, I know you're a long way away, but, you know... <laughs> we're back second beer in another one of these lovely dinky little glasses (laughs) actually if you twizzle it the milk Money, hang on. The milk money thing to, dries round it. See, look at that. There we go. Ooh,
2: oh, beep mine, beep. Mine's back now, uh, right, Mine's back now. Backwards.
0: How does yours go? <laughs>
2: it's backwards.
0: Oh, yours is going backwards. It's in reverse. <laughs> now, if um, you have enough.
2: <laughs> the aroma Ooh. on
0: this is definitely a, a citrus type hop. Citra. Simcoe. All Simcoe. Simcoe. Yes, sir. Okay. This one. This is what. Eric? This
1: one is pause
0: button. It's uh. Pause button? Pause button. Like P-A-U-S-A. Okay. Yeah. All right. P-A- hey, hang on. Yeah. I Not better like... check and see if I'm paused. No, I'm okay. No, good. That's
1: right. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, another kind of really simple beer. It's just a little bit of crystal malt to, to give it a little body, uh, and it's all Pilsner, and it's just all Simcoe hops. Not quite a smash beer, but it's it's close to it. It's Just take a pause. It's 5.5%. You Is can this... just... Is
0: this just an IPA, just American just, IPA? Just pale ale,
1: American pale ale. Pale ale, ale. Yeah, okay. It's only five and a half percent. It's nice and easy. It's you know just enough bitterness to to be bitter and not see, not overpower. It's not scraping the enamel off your teeth. But uh, see, I yeah, got, I got Simcoe confused. is nice and grapefruity. A little bit of you know, yeah, it's not too a bit, much. A little bit of the danky pine, but not not too much. I uh, got
0: confused because you can see. I, oh, look at that, nice you one. Can yeah. See through <laughs> it. Oh, I we love do it. You do that too. Lots of great color schemes here. (laughs) Now I got confused because an English pale ale would be a lot more malty, whereas this borders on, um, you know, an American IPA. Totally. But I really like this one. This is this is going to hit my spots. And now, so are you canning the beers?
1: Some of them, yeah. So we we bought a a nice little manual canning line. Um, It is quite labor intensive. but it does it does a trick. Um, it's just a matter of like sourcing cans has been kind of difficult, as Ken knows. Uh, we were just talking you about earlier. You can find like, them, it, but they're expensive. They're so. either expensive or far, or hard to get, or and you know I, I don't have a lot of space here. Um, you know, trying to buy a pallet at a time is, is difficult. Uh, but boxes of them are three times as much and you know it, it's hard but uh we've been managing uh the plan is uh it's out the window you know we we were hoping to i was looking to just you know can 10 or 12 15 cases mm-hmm. of most beers and and then have it in a merch cooler ready to go you know you sit down you have lunch or dinner you have some beers with us and oh, i want to take a four pack home i sold a thousand crawlers the first weekend we were open because that's all we had you know Things are different. We're we're only doing to go Uh, now. Indoor dining has opened up a little bit, so there's a little bit more of the come in and enjoy it with us. But uh, people are also very much so stopping in um, to get beer to go, and that's part of the uh, our situation here in Lagrange. Lagrange was founded as a dry town. This was uh, you know uh, it was a a Mister Cassett. I I don't recall the 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 old man's first name, but uh, Cassett road or street or something is, is is right on the the south of us here um but he founded the town as is, is a dry town so there aren't any bars or taverns in town they're all restaurants you know the the hmm. couple of places across the street here they're restaurants they we have to do 60 percent food sales to alcohol um so us oh. being a brewery in town it was kind of a big deal uh it took a lot of meeting with the village and explaining what we were doing and all that uh, there are no liquor stores in town, so you know, we're right downtown, Lagrange Road here is uh, is a nice, busy walkway, uh, a lot of foot traffic, so people are walking down and they just mm. stop in and oh, you got beer to go, and so they they, they grab some beer to go.
0: It's, it, I I didn't realize that it was dry, and I know I live close to Wheaton, and that was dry for a while. And, yeah, the dry and, city uh, brewing up there. Yeah, you know, thank goodness they saw the light, but yeah. <laughs> now they've got a brewery, but um, so. You're doing a lot of uh, food, which is why when I came in through the door, it was a very clean uh, restaurant looking area. But of course, over in the back, I could see the wonderful uh, collection of fermenters and bright tanks and all lots of good stuff. So over
2: to Ken, because this is where he comes in. Yeah. Tell us about your system.
1: Like size, maker, what can Uh, I do? Everything I have is from Alpha. They're out of Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, It's really great. It's a nice... I have a seven-barrel system. I've got four seven-barrel fermenters and 115, and then a a nice 15-barrel bright tank. So I can can move a decent amount. I think my capacity is around 800 barrels. Um, Hopefully, I can get there. (laughs) Uh, It's just me in the brewery right now. I don't have any help. Uh, There's not really much help that i could have um you know i've had assistance in the past at, at my other places um but i didn't want to hire anyone here until i, I knew how i wanted it done like I, it's been a while since i've really late you know uh so i was first at 350 brewing in tinley park and i opened that and, and built that and set it up and all that but i didn't know what i was doing that was just that was really crazy homebrew stuff uh figured it out and learned a lot in my time there and then after that I, I spent time at rock bottom which was already established and they had some sops and and a whole way of doing everything and so i kind of just fit into that and and, and learned a which lot rock from bottom there. was that I the rock bottom out in warrenville Warren, okay
0: yeah yeah <laughs> I, I remember there was
1: uh who
0: was the guy before you
1: that rock bottom has had like a million different oh, okay uh, he, he had a, the uh, last one before me was ray gonzalez who's that's the guy currently head brewer in yep. downtown chicago yeah. Um, as far as I know, as long as they're still operating, I think we, they are. We
0: did a podcast with him. And yeah. I, so sorry, Ray. I couldn't remember
1: your name. Ray's, he, <laughs> he's a cool dude. Um, but a lot of great brewers have come from there. Mark Wilson, who's now out at Oswego, nope. yeah. was there before. Tim Marshall, who was Salomoth, who actually left Salomoth and came back to Rock Bottom. He's down in uh, Daytona Beach. Oh. Um, trying to think who else came through Warrenville. doesn't. Well, like, interesting. I didn't it, realize it, Mark was there. Wow. Oh. Quite quite a few people. Uh, have were gone you that there, Ken?
2: Uh, I used to go there in the '90s to pick up growlers.
1: Oh, he, didn't, he would, didn't
2: brew that. I would fit two drafts in while they were filling my growler every. That was like every Sunday, but that that was uh, that that place is one of my early craft beer like memories. You know, was uh, Rock Bottom Warrenville. Yeah.
0: So Party one nice. of the questions I got for you is that uh, I know Rock Bottom always used to have a, uh, a hand pull. Are you going to have a handful here?
1: <laughs> I love cask <laughs> beer. So British beer is is my, that's my in. That's what got me hooked on on, on all of it. So rewind all of it. Making beer, like I, 14, 15 years old, my first job was in a little grocery store in Elsip. Elsip certified, home of the shish kebab. Uh, but I worked in the meat counter, and I was this little kid. And I had to wait on the counter for all these little blue-haired old ladies, and they asked me, like, how do I cook this pot roast? Do I look like I eat pot roast? Like, no, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but as I got a little older and kind of went, kept going through it, I was like, well, if I learn how to cook this pot roast or, you know, cube steak or whatever nonsense they're asking about, I, like, it's easier to be nice, you know, than it is to not know. So. I started learning how to cook things, and, you know, I'm no chef or anything, but I like to cook, and I like to eat things that taste good, then I got a little older, and I started drinking, and, you know, I was able to get the, you know, the six-pack of Bush Light at the grocery store for two bucks, but I could also, you know, I like the things that tasted good, so, you know, I, I was fancy, and I drank Leining Kugels, uh, but oh. as it was going, I got into that, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, uh, you know, just, I drank a lot of Guinness in college, Uh like... All that sort of stuff. So it was, it was about, like, things that taste good. And I've already forgotten where this was headed. Casc- <laughs> Cascale here. Cascale. That. All right, rewind. Okay. <laughs> rewind, fast forward. So we're back to, I like things that taste good, I, you know, all of this. Um, in 2003, it was, I went, my, brother, my now brother-in-law was studying abroad in Oxford. And so my now wife and I Ooh. went, went oh, over to shoot. visit. Yeah. Mm uh, so we went over there to visit and he took us to this pub and he's like, Oh, this is the Eagle and child pub. Uh, CS Lewis and Tolkien used to hang out in the back room here. I was like, Oh, that's pretty nerdy and cool. I like that. <laughs> and I had a bass sale on a long pole from the cellar and God damn, if that didn't change my life, it's just a beer. I'll always say like, guys, it's just a beer. It's not going to change your life except for the one that does. So that was the one that I was like, Oh my God, this is so good. Uh, and so I love that idea of just that, like you said, with this pub ale. like just real malty and bready and like y All those good, like, earthy flavors are just where it's at. And the idea of, like, the, the pomp and circumstance, like, the, the, the theatrics of, like, serving and all that is just so cool. I got to Rock Bottom, and they had these two beer engines in the back of the bar. I was like, yes! I get to finally do it! They were so in disrepair and and old and unused and like not maintained that I could, they wouldn't, they were inoperable. And with the corporate budget and this and that to like try and repair it, it was going to like, they were built into the place. Like they put them in when yeah. they built that building. So I would have to climb down underneath 20 years of back bar, under bar grime to like try and rebuild it from underneath. So I never did. Uh, So as much as I would like to, I'm not going to put a beer engine here. Uh, It's it's a lot of stuff. Shoot, man, we got there. We got there, but (laughs) I would definitely like to eventually when things are a little bit more normal, enough traffic and enough excitement to try and do like a cask night here or there where, you know, on freaking Friday or something like that. Um,
0: I like this a lot. This is clean, crisp. It's especially delicious and very aromatic off the uh, off the draft ken any yeah. uh, further comments on this oh, one it's
2: just the the hops are so so fragrant and fresh on this it's obviously very fresh hops used in this and it's i love it it's clear you can see through this beer
1: oh, yeah, yeah. i wanted to bring like the <laughs> then the lager in this like they're, they're, i make some clear beer uh these are old rest well this one at least is a pretty old recipe too um but clear beers are hard to make the, the to do the hazy beers well are just as difficult like to pay attention to the ingredients and, and process and all that but i thought this was a better beer
0: so. well let's uh that's what you get. i finished mine so i think it's time for us to break again We're okay. gonna <laughs> come back with a uh, third beer uh, uh, which i think is going to be something a little darker a little... um thanks a lot for this one um really like this that's about it right ken uh Yes. Okay. We're (laughs) breaking. All right. We're back. Segment three. And a beer that has gone to the dark side. So we have gone from... Oh, hang on. There we go. Get it against the wall. We've gone from the nice light lager into the slightly gold and now into the black. This is a beer that I believe has the name of the brewery
1: on it. Eric? Yeah. Um, I mean, the name like Milk Money. It was hard to stay away from too many puns and, and jokes. So, yeah, this is Milk Money Milk Stout. Mm. Not the most clever thing, but uh, it works. <laughs> so, that was just a nice... Uh, Ooh. It's more easily drinkable than it's 7.5% would have you think. Um, But it's big and sticky. Uh, It's a nice base that I'll play around with eventually. Uh, I just haven't uh, gotten around to adding anything. You know, I added some bad junks. Um, I really like coffee and stouts. Um, Mm. I'm not the biggest fan of all the big pastry stout craze and all of that. Um, But I'll, you know, I'll dip my toes in and see how it goes. Well, I
0: was going to say that you've got some competition because one of my I think my top milk style is from Church Street and it is that way uh, what the hell is it called holy cow that's right Um, because it has a slightly smokiness to it and that's obviously the malt this is equally as good <laughs> well, I, I'm not gonna say better for one or the other but this is absolutely not listening fantastic listening now yeah. <laughs> we are we, we are drinking this it's a little bit um, cool because it's obviously come off the, uh, the tapas of right yeah. now so hopefully this is gonna release some flavors
2: Ken milk stouts what do you think well wow, this that's pretty delicious seven and a half is a little scary
1: yeah, because it it drinks like five and a half. <laughs> I just
2: when I tasted this, it just made me think toasted coconut would be killer in this.
1: Ken,
0: oh know. no, no, no coconut, please! I love please.
1: coconut. Are you saying, saying that because you love like it, or it because you know how much I hate coconut? Really? Oh, oh thank I you. I despise <laughs> coconut. I got a chum. I just can't stand it. Anything no, coconut, is, it just tastes and smells and looks like oh, sunscreen nice. to me. Really yeah,
2: thanks. I can't do it. Which, would be nice right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, this is very dark, and uh, I think that that this having the is this going to be like the flagship beer because it's called Milk Money?
1: I mean, I'll, so coming from Rock Bottom, I knew that, and going to Rock Bottom, I knew that the things that we wanted to do for, like the pub style and a brew pub where you got a restaurant and all of that together was to have a little bit of something for every everyone. So, like, I'm always going to have a dark beer on tap. And, yeah, mm-hmm. this will probably always be around. Uh, I'll mix and match a few others. You know, I'm brewing a porter next week. Um, well. But I'm always going to have something, like, the buckets of, of uh, like, styles. Like, I'll have a lighter beer. I'll have something wheat. I'll have something malty, something hoppy, and something mm-hmm. dark, and then everything else. So,
2: I think, I think it's important in a in a brew pub environment that you have that range of beers yeah to go with all the the food and that's something I want to bring up is the the quality of the food that's happening here And, and in fact Phil and I were talking about the dark beer and we're like relating it to this thing I just learned about today Black onions. I've known about black garlic, but I didn't know you could do that with onions, too. I only, black is beautiful. right next to you okay. over there is their black onion yeah.
1: machine, fermentation I guess? chamber, yeah. chamber thing. I only really just like coming here learned about it. Like, I've heard of people making black garlic in a crock pot over, you know, six or nine months in their basement. Uh, but we're doing it, um, everything we're doing here is very farm to table focused, very fresh. Uh, there's nothing going to the freezer. It's all real fresh. Like, we butchered a pig last week, and and they're smoking the hams. They're curing and smoking the hams. They're doing the mojo pork. They're baking the bread um, and all of that and making mustard from scratch and and all of that for their Cuban sandwich we have here. Like, we're making every, like, the burger buns on the burger, they're all from scratch. Like, we're we're baking that in-house. Wow, that's cool. Um, I was telling you, uh, the black onions go into the French onion dip. It's just French onion dip, but it is by far the best French <laughs> onion dip I have had in my life. But yeah, they make they're making black onions. They just they're keeping it at 140 degrees for I don't know a, a long time, six weeks or so at least. And it um, <laughs> Tom the one of the uh, cooks here was just telling us uh, what it's doing is it's 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 slowly caramelizing the onions. Uh, so it, it's doing all of the like caramelization of it, but it's not breaking down any fibers or anything. So it's like all it's the texture of caramelized onion or the flavor of caramelized onions without the, but the texture of like a fresh onion which is pretty darn neat and it's making natural MSG and all these things so it's um, everything is just really really tasty the way they're doing it and we've got a nice open kitchen and like you were saying like the, bre- the brewery in the back and the kitchen's out front so anywhere you sit in the whole restaurant you can see that they're cooking in the kitchen and that there's a brewery in back so it, it, it's pretty all encompassing that was really important um, <clears throat> the owner's you know, I'm one of the owners, along with a couple other guys, uh, and a few uh, local investors here, too. Uh, but the main two are, are Matt and Lucas Bumba. They had uh, Solstice, uh, was a restaurant in Western Springs. It was a, a little breakfast brunch place, um, real, you know, fresh, focused. But their background is just in service and, and, and fine dining. They've worked with Paul Verant, and, and Matt used to work at one of the Alinea restaurants. uh like they really have some some interesting takes on on, on how to do a lot of stuff. so it, it, it's all gonna be really fresh and 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 the whole point is to do it all together. where you know they're using some of my beer and the food and in a perfect world, We'll have beer dinners and tasting menus and stuff where we pair the food with the beer and and and, and kind of go with like that. you know it, at the open kitchen is the plan is to have seats there where you can sit down and have a little tasting menu. Uh, and and be right in front of you know the the wood fired hearth that where they're cooking everything and you smelled that as soon as you walked in.
0: Yeah, and I noticed that when I came in, I said, "Wow, you got like an open wood fire thingy, whatever oven."
1: Yeah, there was smoking. It was either salmon or trout or something yeah, for the. Wow. the the fish dip that they're making you yeah know, like it's, it's all really really cool they've got a giant thing of car like onions that they're caramelizing right now i have just a lot of i don't know that much about i like things that taste <laughs> good i don't know how to make them all but i like to eat
0: them but ken ken you do uh, a little bit of uh, cookery i know you you've
2: posted a lot of stuff about your fermentation i'm infatuated with fermenting foods i, I, I thought it was me you were the, infatuated fact, with. the fact that it's so healthy and good for you and it's just it's neat how it changes and and it's from lactobacillus mostly it's all like i really had no idea there was that much bacteria all over everywhere (laughs) on everything it's amazing it's incredible you wash these you wash your vegetables with soap and water and you think you're cleaning them and then you put them in salt water and they still ferment that's pretty crazy so you bring you bring up
0: our friend mr lacto um Are you going to be doing any sours come in the future?
1: Uh, Based on the space constraints and equipment and this and that, I'm not going to do any proper sours where I'm using actual wild everything, but I'll definitely play around with some uh, kettle sours and and that sort of thing. Um, A little preemptive, not an announcement, but I'll be doing something with my friend Steve over at Hailstorm and a little kettle sour action on that i believe all right that's good getting yeah getting back to some of that
2: that food angle um you guys are selling like market goods i mean we've started doing some of that at hop fine where we're we're selling some hot sauces and mustard and and uh we've got some some jam uh we've done dog treats stuff like that but you guys have market items too right i I think you've got like some some chicken breast that you can buy through you guys from directly from a farmer.
1: Yeah. We were doing more of that over the summer um, just to try and keep busy, make money and, and, and try to like start being relevant before we could do anything here. Um, and they've continued some of it, the whole like butcher shop and pantry, this and that, because we're making, you know, we were doing like dry mixes, like pancake mix and, and stuff that like was like our recipes and this and that. And, and you know, the mustard and ketchup we're all making in house uh, so there was, like, sauces and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, there's the whole butcher shop where we're dealing with, um, I don't even know all of the farms. I feel like I should. Uh, there's Warp Farms, uh, Slagle, uh, Perkins Perkins Custom Cuts, uh, all these different places that are, are really, like, our burgers are, like, the meat is dry-aged for 24 days or something like that and then turned into burgers. It, it, everything's just super good and a real well Thought out like combination of, of how to accomplish all that from like the farm to the table and all that. So, yeah, we're still doing some of that. So, yeah, I think through you know, talk explore com slash milk money brewing, maybe it's milk money brewing. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, I'll figure that out. You'll I'll figure put it, put it out with bottom. a little, a little <laughs> Google search. Uh, but, yeah, we're doing all uh, different stuff like that. We're making sausages. We're doing like uh, on the menu is like a um, you Know a sausage with, I think it was a duck sausage with kraut and, and on a like a lobster roll. Uh, they've done, yeah, lots of different you know, I, I, things. sausage. Like I would like to stuff. suggest
0: something for St. George's Day coming up in May. If you're making your own sausages, make a nice Cumberland sausage and have it with mashed potato and gravy. Come pair it up with your British pub ale here. You got yourself a St. George's Day fun day.
1: I've only heard about half of those words, but it all sounds delicious to me, so sign me up. (laughs) Nothing like
2: a good banger, right,
0: Ken? Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, One big benefit of working with a chef, having a really knowledgeable chef, is that um, if you're infusing different things into your your beers, uh, those guys know how to process things. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I cut up a lot of stuff, but... I've learned so many tricks from chefs on how to really prepare different vegetables and fruits and whatever.
1: Yeah, and we it's, we've, it's we've actually awesome. already started talking about some of that. Like I, I just put on a, a Whitbeer and I went the really traditional just orange and coriander route with it to start. But you know, the plan is to use that with, with the food and this and that and, and to use whatever like different citrus that they know of that they bring in or different herbs and spices mm-hmm. for this and that and, and, and to kind of just play around with stuff like that. Because they're really into local as well. You know, strawberries aren't going to be on the menu other than, you know, June when they're fresh.
0: Go to Costco and get your avocados there.
1: That's, I,
2: I, will.
0: I can do you a nice avocado toast. I don't know if
2: I've ever had an avocado beer.
1: I don't oh, an avocado
2: I'm, beer. Oh, my God. Don't worry about that. There's some oil, I think, in there that might cause some issues. That would be amazing, but yeah,
1: if you that. could do that, I don't know, I don't know. I think avocado that, beer might be on the list with coconut. For that that could be. A,
2: that sounds like a uh, surrounded by idiots. Uh, well, collab. that's something
0: we would.
1: That sounds like something we might tackle. Yeah,
0: and and, and I should say that that is uh, you've released two or three beers surrounded by idiots right that was the what was the name of it again uh it's surrounded by idiots Yeah. surrounded by yeah. <laughs> okay and you and you brewed them all down uh, uh, we've Workforce been over we've
1: done uh Storm, we did one it was just yeah. called surrounded by idiots i think we brewed at brickstone that one was take it to 100 okay um we brewed out at Barntown, alex loving good yeah. he's got his own podcast the maker and me uh it's excellent Definitely. um and what we brewed another one. Oh, at Workforce, we did Danger Zone. Where we, <laughs> during that brew day, we built a, <laughs> quarter, pipe. a quarter pipe for uh, skateboard. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> and, and Brandon Banbury nearly died. Like, he definitely was concussed. Okay.
2: Right. Oh, my God.
0: Well, um, I'm going to finish off my sample. And you have actually brought up another beer. So I think we need a, a post-podcast summary beer. Um, we'll take a real short break and come back. Is it wit time? I believe so. All right, we're back for our uh, summary beer, which I persuaded Eric to go off and get. And here comes my milk money cart in reverse. So we go. Look at that. Now mine looks very. A light. Yours looks a little bit uh, more golden, Eric, and I think it must be just the fact we got lights in here. Just the lights in background giving yes. it different, and we have different uh, uh, cameras as well. Um, why is mine looking light? That's what I want to know. <laughs> anyway,
1: this is this is Am I Whitbeer. Am I? Am I? I. Uh, am I? Am I? Uh, <laughs> am AI? I, I hopefully, I'm not uh, appropriating any culture or anything, but I was just Googling mm-hmm. f- Flemish words, Belgian words. Wait a I don't minute. Know. You were Googling? I was Googling. <laughs> okay. But <laughs> in my Google quest, yeah. I mm-hmm. came across Amai as a Flemish expression for Wow. <laughs> So I for, went with for it. wow. wow. And, it, cool. and the earth moved when he
0: said that. <laughs> that's yeah. cool.
1: Wow. Am I? Oh, we oh, yeah. got so, the Oh, my.
0: Oh my. Am
1: yeah. I? So, just kind of a fun word, and uh, it's a real simple beer.
0: Yeah. And this is.
1: Real traditional wit beer?
0: Yeah. Uh, so, I think there's not many people making Belgian whit beers because I think <laughs> people a lot of tend, to, why. tend to immediately gravitate <laughs> to blue moon. But when you come across one that's well made,
2: That's Um, because everybody's looking for a hazy, and they get one of these, and they taste it, and they're like, oh, my God.
1: It's like a half of (laughs) a hazy. It's the original haze. Yeah. This is um, quite delicious. Thank you. What's in it? Not much. (laughs) That's the beauty of it. It's little pills, a lot of flaked wheat, uh, like 40% flaked wheat. uh, The coriander? And a little coriander and orange peel. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Real real simple, real basic, Um, and then a nice Belgian wit yeast, and... uh, let some of those fun phenols and esters come through and 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 got a, build got a, it all on top of it.
0: Got a nice dry finish. Yeah, uh, but it's delayed, and so you kind of go, "Hmm, that was tasty." And it's then not so go, dry mm, that it's I need you more. It, it just it just
1: <laughs> is not sweet.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So in I all, guess in our in our summary, we'll want to find out what's in the future for milk money. Uh, you've been open what now? Fourth? Mm-hmm. No. Well, since December, but. where are we now
1: we can call it eight weeks we can call it weeks two weeks of real like close to in-person business um in the future um i know the kitchen is planning on rolling out more and more food and kind of separating their menu out a little bit more Mm -hmm. into lunch and dinner uh we'll probably Mm -hmm. do some brunch at some point just because that's uh um something that the guys have, have worked at before uh We're going to hopefully start doing some kind of regular beer-ish dinners, uh, regular-ish beer dinners. Um, I'm going to keep making beer, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, I like some hazy IPAs. I like some real traditional styles. Um, you know, my little passion project over the years has been a mild, (laughs) it's a dark English (laughs) mild. I'm the only one who drinks it, but, uh, I like it. And so I'm going to continue with it and do that. Um, going rotate through some other beers um I, i've got 16 taps available to me to put on tap i want to try and fill them up um really like to just rotate through a lot of stuff uh, you asked before about like a flagship beer and uh, it's not up to me that's up to who wants to buy it uh you know if if the milk money milk stout is the one that people gravitate to then i'll keep brewing it uh, otherwise i'm just going to kind of keep rotating through uh there's a few that I plan to or want to revisit and, and, and tweak and revise and make better and better and better. Um, so a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I like the hops. I like the English beers. I like, you know, everything in between, um, except coconut, you like beer, except coconut.
2: <laughs> well, I gotta tell you, Phil, I found a new test for beer. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I had this on when we started this. This is my mask. Oh, okay. But, uh, I helped carry some glasses out and went to the restroom during our break and I burped into my mask. And if oh. your beer's still enjoyable, if you do that. <laughs> wait a, a minute. New test. Let I'll me try it. that yeah. then. Yeah.
1: Which beer was that? Hang on. Uh, I think you're getting all of them in there. Be careful. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> I, got, I got to wait. I can't get one going. I'll tell you. <laughs> it's going to mess up my hair, this mask. But we do actually, just to let people know, we do have masks and we are wearing them when we're not sitting here socially distanced. We are obeying all the rules, uh, Governor. So, (laughs) um, well, it sounds as if uh, you guys are actually going to be doing uh, some really cool stuff here, particularly with the food and the beer pairing, which I think is going to work out really nice. I'm glad to see that you're doing uh, some classic styles. the Belgian whip being a classic style. Oh, hang on, there we go.
1: Um, do you have a hazy? I have one and a two on now. I have a, a hazy, a hazy double IPA. I have another hazy IPA coming out later this week. Um, revisiting one that I've done before. Um, that'll be in cans. Vibrant IPA. Um, we'll be in cans later this week. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna keep doing that, playing around. Uh, uh, I was. Showing my partners earlier today, I was dry hopping one, uh, another new hazy. Actually, I have a couple coming up. And uh, just talking to them about how I'm trying to differentiate them. Because they all can start to blend into each other and, and get muddy with what's the difference. I mean, there's only so many juicy hops <laughs> and profiles or whatever. But I'm just trying to play around, you know, with the, the different hop combinations and the different yeasts. Because I, I like to use, like, the nice... British yeasts that um, I can use in the pub ale and the hazies. Um, mm-hmm. Those have their own sort of like flavor profile of different fruitiness and that. And then the, some of the kvike yeasts, the uh, uh, those Norwegian farmhouse yeasts that ferment at a bazillion degrees and there are no rules. You can look at it and it'll ferment and, you know, uh, some of the fun stuff with that. So I like to play around with, with uh, different techniques and ingredients and and to try and you know make the beers not be so similar i don't have to put out a bunch of it in cans and you know distribute it and keep it on the shelf and always have it be the same thing like uh, you know it's a brew pub i gotta keep a couple of beers that are familiar around and the rest of it i get to play around with and 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 just experiment and and you know tweak here and there and well, I think um, we've had a great sample,
0: work, Ken. Um, I'll raise my glass out there. Clink! You know, <laughs> we're all are we are we close enough? Hang on, I can oh. stretch over.
2: I don't there we go. go. We Whoa. got a nice clink.
0: You can clink with Eric because I can't I can't reach over there. Um, we hope that you can are a great success. I think that down there in uh, Lagrange, you're in a fantastic position on South Lagrange Road, and uh, I think that. Uh, you're definitely going to be a great big hit thanks so um tell the people where they can find you
1: yeah we're at 75 south lagrange uh and all the social medias milk money brewing facebook instagram www.milkmoneybrewing.com uh but right in downtown lagrange we're across the street from the big ace hardware there's parking on the street there's uh, a little parking lot here and right behind us we've got a uh an um an entrance and back there there's a parking garage so there's no shortage of free parking uh so come and join us I'd like to see you
0: yeah i managed to park right outside you, you got a, you you got a pretty primo spot
1: me. we've got a bit nice big roll-up garage door so once the weather starts to break um you know we're gonna have patio seating out there on the on the uh, walkway there it's gonna be fantastic it's gonna be fun
0: Sounds great. Cool. Well, um,
1: thank you very much. This is a a
0: fantastic podcast for starting up again in person, even though we're doing it via Zoom. But then we've got video and audio. So it's good night from me. And
2: good night from him. Cheers. Good night, Eric. Cheers, guys. Thanks a lot.